0: Welcome to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast. A peek into the minds and strategies of the world's greatest copywriters, marketers, and persuasion experts. And now, here's your host, Brian Casingina. Hey
1: guys, welcome to the Geniuses of Copywriting Podcast. It's uh, time for another episode. This, I think today's going to be really fun because I've got uh, a guy on the call who's, uh, who's a copywriter who I've been following online for a little while. Um, and he's uh, kicking some real ass. So Joey Persia, is it Persia or Persia?
0: It's Persia.
1: Persia, yeah. Sarah, how are you, man?
0: It's fine. <laughs> I'm good, man.
1: <dude. laughs> how are you? Yeah, good, man. Thanks for coming on the call with me today, because uh, um, I know that uh, I wanted to uh, um, have a quick chat with you for some time uh, and geek out about coffee stuff. So I think we're going to have some fun.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm glad we, uh, we finally got to do this
1: yeah man i've been looking forward to it so um can you uh start by telling the listeners uh, a bit about yourself how you got started with copywriting
0: yeah so i uh i kind of fell into the whole copy and marketing world um from i i I was in the fitness business for a while so i trained person for years and then I kept seeing my friends who were doing like online coaching, and they were just traveling wherever they wanted. And I thought that was super cool. Yeah, so I wanted to do that instead of being stuck in the gym all day. <laughs> so I started building um, that business, my online coaching business, um, which was cool for a bit. But then when it actually started to grow, and um, I I found copy marketing, and like it, it, I just realized that wasn't what I really wanted to do. And I was enjoying just like. The marketing side of things so much more um and then organically my friends just kept hiring me like to write their stuff and I, yeah. it started as like a side hustle and then I was like this is more fun for me uh yeah. I'm just gonna do this <laughs> yeah
1: that's kind of how it happened for me too <laughs> yeah were you and you started in fitness too no but uh, something else but uh it, it kind of started as a side hustle side hustle uh uh for me as well yeah what what um what business were you in before? Uh, well, I was selling info products on, on eBay actually. And, you know, I ended up uh, um, finding it a lot more um, well paying and easier to, uh, when people started writing, uh, getting me to write their marketing in their eBay ads. Yeah, yeah, that's funny.
0: Yeah, it's, I guess it happens like that pretty often.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, um, so what, uh, uh, what kind of stuff are you working on these days then?
0: Yeah, th- these days I'm doing um, I'm doing things a bit differently. So I'm kind of working on more um, partnerships with people as opposed to kind of freelance clients. So
1: yeah.
0: helping them um, sell more offers that they already had going on, whether they you know proven offers that they have, whether they put them on the shelf and kind of went to something new, or um, just helping them use assets they already have. Right, and yeah. and in most cases with the with the size clients. And the businesses that they have we do it on a just a strictly a performance basis as opposed to like you know a big retainer or yeah. big upfront contract and then you know because sometimes stuff doesn't always pan out yeah. <laughs> yeah that's for sure that's for sure as, as um, best as we try
1: <laughs> yeah true true no one hits it out, out of the park every time i mean um, i remember sitting at a uh, um event in australia years ago and, and uh uh, I ended up sitting next to Ted Nicholas, the legendary copywriter. And, and he said to me, you know, he, he like a, a seven out of 10 ads that he writes ends up flopping. So, and this was like one of the best of all time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, I still do some of the front end stuff when, you know, it's, if the project's super exciting and, and all that, but yeah, try to work a little bit more on the back end, um and just help yeah, me kind of yeah. run, run promos like that.
1: Yeah. And is that like uh, um, a lot more lucrative way of doing it? Because uh, uh, you mentioned you working in these partnerships as, as opposed to just you know, being hired as a copywriter to do like this promotion for like say 10 grand or whatever. So um, that's kind of the uh, uh, thing we all start out doing, but uh, now you're going down this path. So I'm really interested in, in find out how, how you work with that and, 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 uh, and how that works out better for you and for the client
0: yeah, so typically it's more um I would say it's more lucrative for both parties yeah, yeah, yeah. um because both people are or at least on my side is just way more incentivized to to just yeah. make it work and then keep making it work right yeah, rather than yeah, yeah. get high ones up front so like I've had um it's some you know big up front stuff, and that stuff's done well, but like where I'm at now, I kinda I I really look for any sort of back end or ongoing thing that I can. So even if it's just like a, a big upfront stuff, if some people or some people aren't open to like that ongoing thing, right? But it's yeah. at least there's some sort of I try to do everything on a at, at on some level on a performance basis at this point. Um, just because I know, like it's just like the way yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> humans work, and it's just like, well, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this better. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> than, true. And if not, um, and it's that's what I like about that is it's very, um, it's super low risk for the partner or the client, right? Like they're not, they're not as worried about doing that. Like so many people, the the industry is, it's, it's so small, but it's funny how many people just like how many times people get screwed over yeah yeah by by people who just like take huge upfront sums and then just don't deliver work or don't deliver it on time like it blows my mind that that
1: happens often yeah Um, like so I was just talking to my friend Rob Weiser about this tonight over a couple of beers you know uh, about uh, a friend of us who um who's Uh, had a bit of a reputation for not delivering so um and once you have that reputation you know people talk like we were tonight yeah yeah it's it's crazy um but i guess that's the way people do things sometimes (laughs) that's certainly true and um so it's really interesting to me because like uh uh when uh, um you know not everyone's had the same stuff that I have, but I, I'm just thinking back to listen to the old uh, uh, Dan Kennedy tapes and DVDs and Jeff Paul and all those, uh, all those guys who um, one of their, um, the, 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 the most unbreakable rules um, that you have when uh, you know, doing a service like this is you always get a whole bunch of money up front um, from the client uh, uh, as much as you possibly can. And, uh, you know, it's almost as if the uh, uh, the service you provide from that is almost like secondary, which uh, uh, obviously that's, um, that's not, not a way to build a sustainable business, but it's, it's, it's always been about the upfront money. So um, uh, what you're doing is, is, uh, is a bit of a departure from that. So how do you, like, uh, make sure that you're working with the right people who do the right thing?
0: Yeah, so, the, I mean, that's a big part of it too. Like, it, it, has, yeah. to, it has
1: to be with... Um...
0: Like, so to, in order to do that, we'll look for businesses at certain levels and like they have, you know, certain size customer prospect databases or a, a good reputation to them. So like all that stuff has to be pretty much in order for us to um, for us to do that. But because, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of times where like it doesn't necessarily make sense to do it for everyone because, yeah you know, yeah. time is energy and money and all that stuff so um i still do some of the some of the in the case where it might not be they might ha- have great assets yeah um they'll be you know uh, an upfront thing and then just a, a smaller piece on the back right so, mm-hmm. as opposed to just like a small or nothing upfront. maybe usually we just do a little bit of a deposit just like so we're like all right we're both serious yeah, and then yeah, like yeah, yeah, we're yeah. money back but okay. And it's yeah. kind of different too. It's it's not like we're gonna put together like um like if you get hired to write, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollar package and it's just this huge launch or whatever, we're not doing that out of the gate. It's like we're gonna try this one little thing first and see how things respond so we don't waste
1: yeah. you know, a yeah. month
0: or two month of work and then just be like, Wow, that sucked. <laughs> so, <laughs> like test stuff that like you know let's send a couple of emails or see how they respond or let's send a survey see what, see what happens or let's do this little thing and see what's up and then and then we know if it like oh maybe that probably won't work in this case and like let's bow out or like oh that was awesome let's like let's yeah. dive in and, and let's do it like that so yeah it's it's a little bit different there but um yeah. so like you're not painting
1: a dead horse exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that doesn't sound like much fun for a copywriter to, to like, uh, be stuck in a project like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's it's not like um, we won't jump in and just be like, hey, let's just do this for, you know, l- let's sign something for, like, years. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, let's just try this one thing and see what happens. Like, if it works, yeah. awesome. If not, yeah. cool. Yeah, um, yeah. But again, the same thing. It's not, like, huge upfront uh, up risk for them to be dropping a, a ton of money to do it. So... Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I know the, and it's funny, like, I, I think if it's just, just copy, then um, it makes sense to do like the upfront stuff and just like, yeah, be, you know, big upfront fees and stuff like that. I think if you're doing a bit more of like doing the offer stuff, positioning, kind of managing stuff, then it, it, um it kind of opens that the door to do the you know, do the more performance style stuff. But, it's, yeah, I know Dan and,
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, nice and to me.
0: yeah, but I mean, if you can, if you think, as far as I would say back at that time, if you think like um, Dan versus, versus Jay, Abraham, like they, uh, Jay does more like his, most of his stuff was performance based, mm, mm. but he but he's still like, he still had big upfront stuff too. But most of his deals that he did and partnerships that that was performance based. So they're both like, you know, I would, yeah. I would them like yeah. e- equally, or not, you know, or neck and neck. So,
1: um, but yeah, I think, yeah, I think sometimes uh, um, uh, some of these gurus that, that we uh, listen to probably do like a bit more of this stuff than than they want to let on. You know, they uh, uh, say, you know, I get to like uh, um, like a hundred grand up front or whatever for every single project, even writing one email, you know, but, uh, um, I think they do a lot more deals than they probably let, let on. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's got
0: all sorts of stuff happening.
1: <laughs> yeah. And they, they probably get a lot more deal flow coming across their desk too, because uh, they're so well known and they can pick and choose. And that, uh, um, brings me to yeah, lead gen. Is it for, for you, uh, filling the pipeline is that, uh, uh, is it a similar sort of process to, to find these types of clients as to anyone else? Is there any difference or is it the same thing?
0: I would say it's, it's been pretty much the same thing. Like for me and and growing uh, at least when I was just like, just my freelancing career, growing that was pretty much like between word of mouth um, <clears throat> and, and uh, just like having a presence in the, in the universe, right? Yeah. Like online or making like doing some sort of stuff on a, on a, a weekly, daily basis, whatever that was, just to like have a presence, and then and then just the, my name to come up, and then people, you know, people referring. But um, and the, I, I think my transition was a bit different since, like, I knew a decent amount of people in the health and fitness space already. So when I started doing that, it was like I wasn't coming into like with no network of anyone, right? Like yeah. I, I already trained for a bit. I knew a bunch of people. And then it was like, oh, I know Joey. He's like, he's a good dude. Like, you should just hire yeah. him. <laughs> so that that kind of happened. Uh, it just happened. Um, but yeah, I would say the, the process is pretty much the same. And like, um, so I, I've only been doing kind of the the partnership style stuff for the past few months. Um, so I still take saying if if the if the you know what what the the partner has if their kind of setup isn't ideal for that. I still do some of the just the the you know the bigger projects uh, if it makes sense. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. Is this um, uh, is this the same thing as revenue share deals, which I've heard a lot about lately? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, because that's yeah. kind of the, the cool thing with the uh, with the uh, um, you know uh, uh, marketing consultants, where instead of uh, um, you know uh, uh, charging with upfront fees that. Talk about rev share deals and and they get a percentage sometimes of the business itself uh mm-hmm. shares and stuff so um these kind of deals you know can really um uh if you if you jump on the right ones you know they can really uh give you a lot of good uh, income and wealth after the fact of doing the actual work
0: yeah yeah i that that's kind of how i look at it uh is more of like a solid long-term play yeah. and like if if, I, if if i end up working with um you know the right partner on something and it's just like an ongoing thing it's i get to do the part that i enjoy which is the the marketing and like getting people into stuff uh, yeah. and not creating the products because i never enjoyed that and not <laughs> like you know do, not doing that type of stuff which i didn't like so i handle the stuff mm. typically that they don't like to handle and then they yeah, handle yeah. stuff
1: that they like to handle so yeah, it just yeah, makes yeah. Sense. And that's a, um, that's an appealing thing for for a prospect as well to take stuff off their plate that they don't like doing, like you mentioned before, you know uh, you're managing some of this uh some of the big parts of the business and and uh, uh, taking on uh other tasks that uh, that you know if you're just writing a, a Google Doc of of copy, you know um, uh, it's a lot uh, bigger scope than that. Um, so that that's one of the big selling points of of, uh, uh, of framing an offer to a to a prospect in this way.
0: Yeah. Well, that I, and I. That's a great point. I. That's like um, that's a big part of it. It's just like it's a way better offer to yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the client, right? Like it's it's not like um, like it's way less risk on their part
1: right yeah,
0: yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not that big up front but, uh, up front stuff with no guarantee of what's going to happen i know and some copywriters give guarantees and stuff but most of the time it's like my guarantee is like to work with you until it works yeah, Which yeah. For some people, it's still like what does work mean just like break yeah
1: <laughs> yeah
0: so yeah with this they're like oh yeah like i don't have any risk and you're gonna do everything all yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's it's just to them it's a, a better offer
1: yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, the lower risk you can make it, the, the more you can do for them. Uh, you know, cause when I've taken on some reti- retainer clients over the last couple of years, you know, sometimes I'm just writing copy, but often, yeah, well, not often, but, uh, some of the clients, you know, want you to like, uh, uh work a lot work closely with the team, maybe even send out the emails yourself. Um, so, uh, it really depends on the clients and their expectations. So it's like, uh, you know, if like i i remember um i took on uh, uh one client where i was uh, uh, a little bit more hands on in in some of the uh the working in infusion stuff they were using and uh um the deal was uh, that i was i was gonna do that until they could find somebody to take on those duties so that was uh, that was uh uh one of the uh the factors in winning that deal you know because i was i was able to uh use that because uh, I, I find confusion soft pretty uh, easy to use uh, <laughs> for, for some reason, although maybe I'm just not trying hard enough. But, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, uh, that was one of the, the parts of that deal. So uh, sometimes, you know, uh, I think when you can uh, uh, take something off a client's plate, the way you're doing that, 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 that really helps.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good point.
1: Yeah, so, um, uh, uh, but other than that, you know, um, uh, uh, everything's the same when you, with your process of writing copy uh, and, uh, you know, delivering the deliverables and all that stuff. So, um, <clears throat> you yeah, uh, know, I mean, you, when you're more hands-on involved in, in actually uh, putting together these campaigns, do you work pretty closely with the, the team of the uh, of the, uh, uh, of the client as well, go to meetings and, and make sure that uh, uh, that your copy is getting implemented the way you want it?
0: Yeah, so I mean, in, in most of these situations, um, we try to like handle like saying as much as we can, so we'll actually implement the stuff. Yeah. So like I said, since it's kind of, uh, a lot of it's email based, right? Email yeah. or like social based, um, yeah. so we're able to just actually like log in there and send the stuff and make sure we know it's getting sent and, and all that stuff. Cause it's not like we're building these 10 step funnels that are like beautifully designed and, and all that stuff. Cause that's more on like the front end. So we're kind of moving more to, to stuff they already have, whether it's, you know, their Facebook groups or email lists. Mm. Um, so yeah, like that stuff's easy for us to, to, us to implement and what we try to do is basically make it like, so it's completely new paycheck for them. Right. Yeah, we're not yeah. gonna say, if if they're crushing it on email, um, we're not gonna come in and be like, let's take over your email and yeah, you yeah, we want, yeah. <laughs> want a big piece of this. Like yeah. now we're like, all right, you're doing that over there the email. Maybe there's a segment that you're like not really mailing to, or maybe you have a group that you're not really monetizing, like a Facebook group you're not really mm. monetizing. Mm. So like, let's try something on there. So try to make it um. So it's like completely new, right? So it's not it's not taking anything out of what's going into their pocket already. If anything, it's adding, uh, and then we just take a piece of that that new addition.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's really interesting too, because like a lot of uh, newbie copywriters try and, and come in and probably fix that uh, fix something that's already that's uh, um, that ain't broke, you know. Um, that they, they see someone doing email marketing well and. It's like you, you put it well yourself. They want a piece of that that action, and they want to sort of dive into something that's already working because that's that's an easier step than actually creating uh, um, uh, a new revenue stream for that client themselves from scratch.
0: Yeah, and I think there's I think there's a time and place for that too. Like, um, you know, some people who have funnels and they're converting to cold traffic and stuff. But, and if, and if they're willing, if they're running a lot of traffic, they're willing to pay people a lot of money if they can beat that control to, cause then that is yeah. like tons of money to them. So that there's definitely a time and place for like that front end, front end stuff. Um, it's just, it's, I feel like there, there's less and less opportunities for that because I feel like one, that's where everyone is going. And then two, it's because, um, it's just because it's like that's that's what everyone looks at as like where their money comes in, right? It's like the front end stuff.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: and there's yeah. typically just so much more opportunity to get someone to buy more often or, you know, increase packages size in the back end or just bring something out that they haven't done anything with in a while. So it's just like, yeah, yeah it's keep fighting over that front stuff and yeah. I'll just like, <laughs> swoop in back here. <laughs> yeah.
1: So do you have like, a, um, do you have like a uh, one? Area where you see massive opportunities for um, for someone to come in, like in general, in most businesses. Like uh, for me, I, I I see a lot of uh, 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 opportunity in email marketing um, for a lot of businesses not getting that right. Where, where's the biggest opportunity for someone to come in and start doing this for clients? I
0: I would say um, I agree with email too. Um, I, I say email, and then if we're going even deeper, I'd say email to um to customer databases a lot of people again they they just focus on the prospects to get them in for the first place and then yeah
1: and once they've got that stuff
0: yeah yeah and there's and then just opportunities of like um i'm just a, a a big fan of email too because like if someone's a buyer too then there's also just other things you can offer them that aren't even necessarily in product suite or offer suite that like they still want right so just looking at like oh someone bought this like fat loss thing like they're probably interested in other health things or health related things Mm. um and you know setting up deals that way where you're either creating packages or adding new things and um and that type of stuff i think i think email is probably one of the biggest ways especially now with it being um like one people saying it's dying so like that's yeah. awesome because people are mailing this and yeah you're exactly right <laughs> and then just deliverability which is becoming harder and then uh you know if people de- if they don't know what they're doing at all then it's like oh my open rates are like five percent from whatever and they're like yeah. oh it's dead. and if you yeah. can get that up then that's you know that can that can boost revenue right back up
1: yeah yeah i just wrote a book about that and uh um it's like uh, uh that's one of the other big opportunities like you say people have an email list that that's uh, not working for them so um yeah so yeah i'm with you on that one for sure and i've done that a few times to a, uh, a few clients and and uh, it's uh, um it's a tricky thing sometimes but uh, especially if they've uh, been that uh, uh, marketer who's uh, sent out 14 affiliate offers every every week and, and <laughs> uh, uh, burned out their list but uh, I suppose I probably wouldn't really um, take on that client with a, uh, a partnership probably you'd want to give me a, a chunk of cash up front, even if, if I was yeah. so <laughs> yeah, exactly. more of a risky <laughs> or, yeah. Yeah. or an, on a hiding to nothing, as they say. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, is there any, any other opportunities that you see, uh, um, on a strategic level like the uh, next next few years like uh, um, like if I if I had uh, um, uh, you yeah, know and, and me, many other copywriters are the same properly you know we, we we'd uh, come across you know some awaited work like this you know three or four years ago you know where um, things would look got would like different today so it's, it's good to get ahead of the curve is there anything that you can see on the horizon that uh, that uh, might be coming up
0: I I think that, um, which I haven't done enough of it to say yet, but I think that direct mail is going to come back yeah, uh, or, or stronger. I think there's going to be a lot more opportunity there um, yeah. because getting something physical is just, I mean, it's always been like different and, and it's, it's always been, um, strong and just like the feeling of yeah. someone actually holding something in hand. But even more that everything's becoming digital and more and more and more, um, and I think less people again. There less people are sending direct mail stuff, so you're not getting yeah. as much junk. And then if you're getting actual letters that are kind of you know more like personal yeah. letters, like how we would write emails, right? It's yeah. just like holy shit, what is this? <laughs> so I um, I think that's gonna that's gonna come back strong, and that's what I, I'm looking to move into with um, some of the partners that I'm working with, and like we end up finding campaigns and, and their offers that do well and we'll try to move that into direct mail so but yeah i haven't i haven't done that yet i know people who are doing it and they're doing amazing mm-hmm. with it so that's something that i'd like to um start testing out with when we
1: have uh you know yeah. systems out with with yeah. those partners so um it's a, it's a good point and i agree with you and it's something that uh, i'll look at as well i mean uh, describe an american mailbox to me because uh, uh, I've lived in Asia for I've lived in Asia for four years, and and whatever direct mail we get here is not not in English. And uh, when I was back in Australia, you know, basically we used to get you know, supermarket catalogs, um, a couple of real estate flyers, but but uh, uh, nothing that uh, um, would ever suggest that anybody there knows anything about direct mail. So, uh, what is it like over yeah. there? I,
0: I think it's very similar to that. It's um... <clears throat> It's lots of kind of grocery store coupon things. Um, seasonal, we'll get like, uh, like we just got long care stuff. And um, I think that's pretty much it. Other than that, it's just like stuff from credit cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> I have Chase accounts and I just keep getting, I get like at least three offers to get new Chase cards. At least three yeah, of and I, some of the cards I already have, and
1: they're trying to,
0: but yeah, it's pretty much just like that's, I would say, like, that's the majority of it. Is mm, and mm. then I'll get some direct mail from, um, from some very few of the people that I've gone through, like, free plus shipping offers. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Which actually, is why, which is why I should do a free plus shipping offer because you get the goddamn mailing address the other thing I just remembered was uh um <clears throat> not long before I left australia i got uh, I got an envelope in my mailbox and um I picked it up and looked at it and I thought that uh you know a kid had written a note on it and I'm looking around where's this kid it's a plain envelope and it said uh, you know dear um house I can't remember what what it addressed me as but it said you know my my mom is really uh struggling and I'm looking for any part-time work and that, that sort of thing. Like it's written, like a messy writing, like a, like a nine-year-old kid or something. Um, and I thought this, somebody, somebody's written on this envelope and put it up in my mailbox looking for like, uh, some work, some yard work or something, but it, it was, uh, I opened it up and it's, it was a direct mailer from the Red Cross. Oh, wow. So, so, so charities actually do know how to do, do some of this direct mail. It had me, and I, I've been in marketing for well over 10 years at that point. Uh, I've been a big fan of direct mail, and I had been convinced that somebody had actually. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it's probably in every, every mailbox on the street in the, in the suburbs. So um, I've got to swipe at home, and uh, it's, like, it's an amazing piece of work. But uh, that's, yeah, that's that, great. Yeah, that, that would have generated a lot of money for them because uh, uh, you would get a lot of opens with that Wow, that's that's cool yeah actually that
0: that remind me I've um we've we've got a we get a bit from uh the cars that we have so like my wife's car and, uh, and my car we' we'll get you know th- them trying to upgrade our cars and yeah, yeah. um some of them have been pretty creative but other ones are just like i I, I don't know how, how they do but um yeah we'll get some of that stuff like oh creativeness. <laughs> they're all we're gonna give you this this much cash and this much above you know, or whatever um, yeah, yeah
1: other but than that, it's yeah much, uh, but uh, um do you see like uh, um, i mean can you get like i mean if you could get a list of buyers and uh, uh customers i mean you mentioned that uh um you mentioned that uh, one of the big opportunities for copywriting was uh for customer lists not just of of the whole the whole prospects and customers and everyone but people who have bought and recently and uh, back then, I just uh, uh, thought you, you were know, talking about uh, email, which you were. But you're also talking about uh, direct mail.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would I would say both, right? Like if if it's if something works in email, there's a way better chance yeah, for it to yeah. be working in in direct mail. I'm like, and email's a cheap test. Like we don't have mm. to t- test direct mail. Like they yeah. used to have to correct, <laughs> test direct yeah, mail yeah, yeah. Uh, when they they really couldn't test online. Like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I I've heard that uh that people like uh, uh Frank Kern, Digital Marketer and do use some direct mail. Um uh I don't think I've ever gotten any probably just in the US, but uh, um smart people do. Yeah. I,
0: I got um I've gotten uh direct mail piece from Digital Marketer before traffic and conversions. I think oh. I think two years ago. I don't think I got anything this year. But yeah, I've already got a piece from them.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's probably worth me opening up a virtual mailbox server there just to uh, uh just, just to get mail <laughs> get on yeah. there, get on the customer list. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a, a TNC attendee, so I should be able to get something. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so that's really cool, man. Uh 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 <clears throat> yeah, I wasn't uh, um uh quite sure about it, but I think, you know, because one of the reasons why I stopped at a direct mail um The the tinkering that I did in the past when I was back home um, is because it's so much cheaper to do everything online, um, which is the same story with everyone. No, nobody wants to pay for a stamp. I mean, uh, for to mail a letter in Australia now, if you're using a real stamp and handwriting the envelope, assuming you don't outsource the uh, the handwriting of the envelopes, um, which you should, uh, you know, it's costing up to like, like. uh, two bucks a letter or more, um, to, uh, uh, yeah, to actually send a, uh, a letter to somebody in Australia. It's quite, getting, well, relatively expensive anyway than it used to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I think, um, if it's to like two bucks to customer lists, like is yeah, way, yeah. way different than two bucks to like uh, <laughs> prospect right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, in that case, it, it might be, it might be way, you know, way more worth it to actually do that as opposed mm-hmm. to just like being another
1: ad online. True, true, true. Right. And, and, uh, um, I mean, uh, as I say that, you know, am I, am I worried about the the wrong thing? You know, am I con- overly concerned with the, the cost of that mailing, um, where, you know, if, uh, if I'm mailing the right offer to these customers, you know, doesn't matter how yeah. much it costs, it will still convert. It'll be yeah, worth
0: but, a lot yeah, more on the wrong one. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. And like I said, I haven't done a bunch of it to, to yeah, yeah. Be like, Yeah, <laughs> this is what you do. But that's that's exactly the thought, right? And I think less and less since, since less and less people are doing it because of that. They're like, I can just mm-hmm. I can just mm-hmm. do it online. Um, I think going into like I can test it online and then do this if it works, um, because then you know, then yeah, I think there's just uh, going to be a lot. A lot more opportunity to that, um, yeah. especially people just look at that as like again we said email like people think email is dead and then like yeah. <laughs> they think direct mail is even like that's yeah, no.
1: buried way deeper. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they, they, like, um, yeah. yeah they can do an email for um, you know less than a hundred bucks a month for the uh, for the order responder. So um, yeah. for for like uh, zillions of emails. So that's why uh, direct mail is neglected. Yeah. So then it's
0: and it's, yeah. it's riskier, like you're saying,
1: but uh, but yes, yeah, it's, it's like uh, um, I tell uh, clients not to worry about uh, um, you know, uh, cost per lead when they're generating leads. As long as those leads are converted, you know, if you pay <clears throat> 10 bucks a lead, what's the matter if that lead on average is worth 20? So, yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, I've always had like uh, good results in I, I remember selling um, uh, after I got good at selling stuff on eBay, I made a, a, a marketing course based around that, and I used to sell that uh, by mail order. And, uh, and the price, yeah, the price point that I uh, um, settled on after a while was actually five hundred ninety-seven dollars. And uh, I, I wrote a sales, that was converting on the front end like oh like ten percent, so um, which is crazy. And uh, yeah, obviously, it was a lot uh, more expensive to. Do those mailings, uh, but for a while there, you know, I paid the bills with that, that little business, and I didn't. it's it funny because it's an online marketing course, which I was selling completely offline. I didn't do <laughs> a website for it, well, but nothing until later. <laughs> yes, that's right. Awesome. So, um, uh, what about uh, what about uh, uh, Joey Garcia? Um, how can, how can people find out more about you after they've listened to this?
0: yeah um i am somewhat active on facebook as far as yeah. <laughs> social media platforms are concerned uh it's just my name and then i also have a website too that again that thing hasn't been updated for a long time but it's joeypercia.com
1: yeah
0: um and yeah that's
1: that's pretty yeah. much it all right yeah because i i've really encouraged people to go to joeypercia.com for listening on on itunes if you're on the website i'll chuck a link up on the on this episode on the uh uh, genius com website uh on your page there but if you're listening on itunes go to joey um i know he's got some cool stuff there it hasn't been updated but then the gary dot edit.com hasn't been updated in, in about uh, 100 so, <laughs> i wouldn't say they two are equal but <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, but it's, a, it's a it's a fair comparison because that, that that looks like it's, it was designed in about 1996 which it probably was and yeah but uh, the, the information is still valuable there and the uh, same with on your, on your website as well. So you've got your book and some other stuff on there. So, um, uh, yeah, I highly recommend that everyone uh, listen to this devour everything you can uh, on that website, get the book and everything like that. So, um, it's definitely well worth it. To, and, uh, and, and they can add you on Facebook as well. Do you have a Facebook group yeah. or just your profile?
0: Um, I, I will in a bit. I'm, uh, in the process of doing that. So yeah.
1: so people just add, add you on uh, your profile and, and then you'll, play, yeah. you'll no doubt plug your group now and then and, and stuff like that. So yeah. Awesome. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know when we launch that too. So, uh, I'll check it out. I oh, appreciate you coming on, man. It's, it's been good fun. Uh, uh have a, have a, uh, finally catch up and put a, uh, uh, face to the name. So, uh, um, uh, good to connect on here. Thanks for all the, uh, the, the real cool value that you've offered on, on the call today. Uh, it's been really in, interesting and, and uh, I think insightful uh, for a lot of the people who I know are listening to this uh, this podcast. So, uh, guys, go to uh check everything out there, grab his book and add him on Facebook, and, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, um, you'll get a lot of value out of it. So I uh, appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on, and uh, well, I'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for that. There
0: we go. Thank you for listening to Geniuses of Copywriting with Brian Casagina. To get the full transcript and all the resources mentioned on today's show, go to www.geniusesofcopywriting.com now.